1: It is time for another week of take two joining three grouchy. I don't know what we are, but there's three of us in the room. They're all feeling uh, a little on edge. This is Heidi yes. Hatch with KUTV two News. Happy Friday, Mara Carabello across from me, and Greg what's so happy News, her about it? Heidi. Heidi. really expert. happy Friday. What's so happy about we it? are me, I'm happy for like a change. My weekends are never any slower than my weekdays, but I feel like it's a change of. What keeps you yeah. busy? So I kind of well, like weekends change. are usually and here. I see my family. Good. Yeah, so um, thank you for being here. It is really cold outside, so that might be uh, part of our problem. It is yeah. cold, cold, too cold for uh, Thanksgiving week. I know. Before we Lead dig up. into the politics of it, um, are you guys the kind of people who've already dug out all your Christmas lights? You're ready to go, or do you wait wait till after Thanksgiving to do all that good stuff?
2: I'm firmly after Thanksgiving, but I will say this year, unusually so. The early decking of the halls, I haven't hated. I, I think I'm ready for a little cheer. I, I have enjoyed, um, Heidi, you and I are both relatively close to the downtown mall. I've kind of liked that people are out a little bit more. Yeah. I'm seeing shoppers where I'm usually resistant to that. I'm I'm sort of ready for the, the season. But on a personal level, I am a post-Thanksgiving decorator. That's, yeah, I'm uh, the same.
0: Yeah, I am too. And so what we do for our longstanding, I'll bet you it's been, I don't know, it's been at least 20, well, I don't know, 20 years, but it's been almost 20 years. We, after Thanksgiving dinner, we eat, we watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm, fun. And then we turn on our lights. Yeah, we turn on our lights. Oh, our so Christmas do you lights. have the lights
1: that are already there? You don't have to
0: put them up? Well, I we, I have, them, we have them up. Just and say then,
1: Greg, you have people.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna put it up. To Greg, look, it, there comes a point where that ladder. If you, I mean, you watch Clark Griswold try to put those lights up, there's a point where your life <laughs> you starts get injured, to yeah. get closer to Hughes that moment.
2: Has people.
0: Now, I, I just Good but the you. lights, but we don't turn on our lights until yeah. as soon as that we watch that that night and when Thanksgiving night, then we turn on our lights and.
1: Huh, I love traditions. That Starts excellent. I am yes. an after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or two, but there's something about it being cold outside that I'm like, eh, mm, maybe. Ready. Yeah, but I've got other jobs to be done. So after Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we're going to take a break next week, so really eat up what we're talking about right now. This ah, is your this Thanksgiving is, yes. political feast right We're going to give you
0: enough to digest <laughs> on for it quite some true. time. With your leftovers, you can listen to this again.
1: Speaking of surplus, not of turkey, I don't want your turkey soup right now. I'm talking about the state uh, with $3.3 billion in surplus right now. And everyone has a different opinion on what we do with this because it's a lot of money. Do we give it back? Do we give it back in cutting the gas tax? We uh, get rid of the grocery tax. Do we do this on the income tax? Uh, The Senate majority wants to give the raise to teachers, so keep the money, spend the money. Voice for Utah Children says spend the money on education, disability services, health care, transportation. So we have a lot of different directions we can go with this. Greg, I feel like you're usually a tax cut kind of guy. Should we give people some of their money back right you now? You read
0: the room well, Heidi. Mm, yes. Thank you. And, and so I like the word you used. You said give back. Um, I, I think that sometimes you hear, uh, "Are you going?" is the state going to give a tax cut? Or how are you going to pay for a tax cut? And it, and it usually comes from this frame of reference that it's the state's money. And are you going to send it and give a gift to taxpayers, or are you going to – and if you did, how would you so-called pay for it? All, all, all a surplus means is uh, there was a cost for state government to run, and there was an estimate. And then there was, a, there was a tax rate that helps pay for that. And if the taxpayers pay more than what it costs to run state government, that's when you have a surplus. And then you decide, do you want to leave – In the possession of the taxpayer more of their own money because it doesn't cost as much to run state government or do you want to deploy that money other places all i would say is i always think that as a supply sider that uh, families and people that have more money in their pocket it helps strengthen an economy and you worry about our economic times coming up the other thing you have to worry about on the government side is if you spend to the teeth as much as you're getting in you're spending out you have to know that there are cycles economic cycles where that that tax collection could slow down where you would have to repeal or cut back. So I think being prudent about what you're spending or appropriating money for is responsible. And I think that you can do that and uh, deliver probably what will be a very large tax cut uh, and let leave that money in taxpayers' hands. And how would you time. tax
1: cut it? Where? Where? Which tax? Because we get taxed in so many different ways.
0: I think the surplus is coming from income tax. So I think income tax is where you should there there should be less of it collected if you have if you have that and enough to pay for what you need to run state government then taxpayers shouldn't have to pay that much in their income tax so i i I take it from the sources where the surplus is its largest
1: all right mara so we should, should we go christmas shopping with our extra money and buy new things for the state or should we give some of the money back So um, I'm going to make a case to keep some of it, but I
2: will say I think our leaders are having good discussions. Mm. So I think I want to just say we're adding our voice to the discussion. Mm -hmm. I'm not sort of disagreeing or agreeing. I think we have deliberative bodies that are doing pretty well. But my argument would be that I am not persuaded that this is a structural surplus. I think it's a circumstantial surplus. It's largely one-time money. It's caused by some of the decisions that the feds have made. So this is
1: still Um, partially COVID federal money
2: and and so I think it's created a short and and partly because of our good work of being prudent I think we have what I see as perhaps a circumstantial surplus so if that is my philosophy what I would suggest is that we invest more of it that behooves a one-time funding source. I don't think anyone, I hope no one is wanting to commit this in the long run because I think it's a fool's errand to take one-time money and put it in a system. And I and I believe our legislators ab- agree with that. But I will say, the because I think it is circumstantial, I would invest in generational transportation, which we've continued to do.
1: I do think education could use some one-time lifts. But I think not probably teacher salaries because that's not a one-time lift. Well,
2: I mean, interestingly, the Senate is proffering that. And that is something that if a legislature proffers, I'm okay with because they know that they have to sustain it. And so if they believe that they see looking in the future, I would say, I love the idea of this giving them a two fiscal cycle bump. If they believe that their revenue projections Mm -hmm. could hold it, that's smart investment. I don't think that that's irresponsible. But for me, a tax cut would be sort of premature. I don't think that that we're demanding it. I think we're at a place where a fast-growing state and inevitably the keeping up with goods and services and fast-growing. So I see this as keep-up money and keep-ahead money. And I think we would benefit as a community. Our quality of life will go up Mm. if we take that money and look at it generationally instead of giving what will end up being a rather small per-household tax cut.
0: Yeah, and I think that there, obviously this should this should mean that there's not any bonding. The state shouldn't be bonding or borrowing for money for roads or for buildings uh, in a year where you have surplus like this. And that would be a way to uh, use it as one-time money, as Mara suggested, where you're using that money for transportation, for infrastructure, uh, where it's a one-time payment for a one-time cost. So I, I, I think that would be a, a wise uh, use of, of the surplus also.
1: All right. So surplus, we'll see what happens and which way it goes there. I know you guys were all waiting with bated breath to see if former Do- President Donald Trump yeah, would announce. Yeah, I wasn't announce. really sure if that would
0: happen or not. I was just really not sure. Really? <laughs> no. He I was feel- super bailed. <laughs> he's so coy. <laughs> I think there were some tells out there I think I picked he's up on. A so lot of people coy. said
1: he was low energy.
0: Uh, uh, don't say that. See, he, he's being that's very measured. Speak.
1: Every time I'm low uh. energy, I repeat that to myself. I'm like, if Trump are here, he's to See, he this guy can't win for so losing.
0: It, Greg, this is, it was this a, a little
2: unexpected for me. I mean, it was. Like, there was nobody else. It looked very boringly presidential uh, he was he was was that a good thing i know i was expecting like live tigers and perhaps <laughs> some kind of fountain well, i mean it was
0: never gonna be that it was but, never gl- I,
2: I also think it's an interesting time um uh, if I were his strategist, a rare moment, uh, it, uh, he needed Would to get... Would you like
0: that position? Maybe I can make <laughs> no. some calls. I think he, maybe you he could help out yeah. a little bit. That'd yeah. be good.
2: So, I mean, I think he needed to get into it because he's had a bad month. And I think, you know, DeSantis is having a good month. Pence is having as good a month as Pence has. He's also a low-energy fella. But, like, <laughs> I think that... I think. He had to get into the mix. He had to give himself to permission. But I will say it was an underwhelming launch for me.
1: It was interesting. And I think no everyone was saying he should you. have waited.
0: This is so terrible. Oh. And I'm
1: sure all of his people, even Greg Hughes probably texted him and told him to wait. But I think that Donald Trump yeah. does what Donald Trump That's, wants right. to do. You, know, he, right. you don't just consult yep. him and he's consulted. He, just yeah, he likes
0: his gut. He goes with it. But yeah. here's what I regret. And I heard it from Mara and I think that... <laughs> I think people needed to see a very calm presidential tone. I I, I think back to some of President Trump's best speeches that I personally remember. Uh, They would have been during the State of the Union address where I thought he did really, really well. I'm thinking of one in particular. Uh, When he gave his speech at the 4th of July in front of Mount Rushmore, I thought that was a really inspiring speech, and I love that speech. And and if you go back to those speeches where I thought they were really connecting, he was uh, maybe – uh, more presidential in tone, and there was he was more tempered, and there was even his cadence was not one that was too fiery or too outrageous. And if the if the criticism is about President Trump that he's, it's too much of a circus around him with the lions and the, everything else that that being presidential is so something look you'd at like e. to see control, from him. right? Yes, and so I thought that what we heard from him, and as he committed to have a campaign that was about and for the people, and making the focus about the people, not himself, the people. That was He was striking a tone that I think is going to be a very strong one in a presidential race. Now, if everyone says, boring, we didn't like that, we want you out there, you know, just throwing out insults and doing all those things, then, you know, I, I don't know. I just – I think that he did it the right way, and, I, and I, I would have hoped that people would have seen a tone from him that it was more appealing and not – boring. Yeah,
2: but that's not who he is, right? Uh, no, I it, mean, is, how is, much, it is. How him much money it do is, you want to put him. on the sustainability
0: of that Donald J. Trump? I want that to be the one that, that gets oh, into this I primary. Hate. I think we that's all wanted him want him to be presidential but when he you, was the president. But if everyone says you're <laughs> but, boring that way, then he's going <laughs> to no, probably want to get more. No, no, I'm not talking more. boring.
2: I didn't say boring. He was like, meh, meh.
0: No, nah, I just I thought that he was. I think he was purposely trying to sound more measured and presidential. Hey, in that if that's speech. who and he I loved is it. and he can sustain I loved it.
2: it, great. But that's not who he is, but,
0: uh, and he can't sustain it. Well, okay. And to that genie will come out of the bottle. Well, this is this is my point. I think that that President Trump, or his candidate Trump in sixteen, and how he ran as president was great. But if he's going to uh, be successful in a, a re-election, I think he's going to have to take some of the best qualities of himself, and I think he's going to have to take some of the. Areas he's been widely criticized about and he's gonna have to be better than that. So I think he's, he's gonna, gonna have, have tie to tie his tie short I run? don't think the old Trump uh can run in twenty twenty-four and and see the same electoral success because I think people have known how to learn how to press his buttons, how to characterize his responses. I think when he came on the scene he surprised so many people and it took a while for people to get their heads around this phenomenon that was Donald Trump. As you get into this one, he's going to have to get smarter, better, stronger, and he's going to have to go up against some good candidates. And I don't think you can use the old model to do that. So to your point, Mara, he's going to have to be more measured and and more presidential. And if he's not, I don't know that he'll necessarily be successful.
2: Greg's exactly right, because the big rub was always like, I think Donald Trump's crazy, I hate him, but I love his policies. Well, now we have choices that have the same policies. That's right. And so if all we have is, is... who he was prior to this, um, you saw this really, this shift. I mean, he has lost most of his... Like, in recent history, he does not have a good track record of winning. He now has competitors that can claim a a winning record. DeSantis is on a high right now. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're looking at a situation where it'll be interesting. I think, Greg, you've gone in. I think it's interesting that you've gone in with Trump because I think you have more options than that. And I believe... Like, let's just ha- let's have a therapy moment here. I think yeah. you just I love that you stick with the guy who brought you. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, like
0: I like what he did, too, when he was president.
2: I know. But like, it'll be interesting because Republicans have choices. And you saw that, interestingly enough, I don't enough, oppose that. I don't that, think
0: that's a bad thing
2: that last week, 72, I think is what it ended up being. I think you your elected Utah, yeah. officials who there was an irony there because a couple of them were sort of. More centrist and so it felt a little opportunist. Yeah, um thank you. to I go it in, to go in on it. But what is really telling is that a number of elected official republican elected officials in utah sort of went out on a publicity round and i think it matters that they were saying we want an option to trump and i think that he does donald trump has a very different race and i while i will never underestimate him again right i was i was the fool the first time around that thought it was just comedic yeah. so i'm not ever counting trump out i do think that um, signs like we saw last week where these elected officials sent out a notice saying to DeSantis, form a, you know, a presidential campaign. I think that makes for a very different arena for Donald it Trump. It makes for a different arena,
1: but I also wonder, too, if it's a fallback plan. Let's say that the Nikki Haley or the Ron DeSantis or, you know, VP Pence can't make it past him. They have the moral high ground of saying, hey, we said we would like another option. That's a good point. Now we have Trump. And this is who we're going to have to take. Well, and then they can still back Trump him, right? Trump doesn't have a win record right now. Trump is really good at presenting
2: that he is winning, but the data is showing he is not yeah. persuasive so, so right now.
0: What I would say is that um, that I, I I wouldn't discourage anyone from not running. I think the primaries are good. I don't think this belo- the nomination belongs to to Donald Trump, and that no one should run against him. I actually like the idea, and I think it's a it's a epic. Uh, contest if Ron De- if Governor DeSantis gets into this race, and I only say if because you can't be too disingenuous and run f- start running for president before you've even been sworn in from being reelected as governor a week ago. I mean, you got to have some. Yeah, you know, I, I think there has to be some time for Ron DeSantis to be governor before he launches. Like May like or that. June,
1: maybe I say, it's and at it some seems point. like he agrees with that. Yeah,
0: and I, and so I just think that. But when that happens, if that happens, I think that is going to be. And I look. I, I think especially those two, those are two both, – both Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are two people that I think could really draw from a cross-section of everyday Americans that might not be political. They might not fall into Charlie Cook's Cook Report in terms of identifying as right of center, left of center, moderate, unaffiliated. I, I think there's a – I think that's what Trump brought in 2016. This is what I – this is how I feel. If I was to watch – if I have my favorite team or if I have my team that I think is going to win, I think the Steelers are going to do well. At the end of the day, they still got to play the games, and I might think they're going to win. I might hope they're going to win, but it's going to really be told on the field, right? Let these primaries go. I'm I'm not opposed to them. I think that we should have strong primaries, and I think that Donald Trump's going to have to be a lot stronger in a lot of areas where he's not been strong to beat a guy like DeSantis. Now, I don't think Pence. There's a lot of them out there, Youngkin and Pence, who I like as as leaders, but I don't see them as competitive as I do Governor DeSantis. But I'm, I'm not against it. I'm actually excited to see how that rolls out in, the, in these primaries. And if the everyday people that I thought I saw come out for Trump, if they just go back home and they just because they hate politics and politicians, do they just get disengaged again or do they get behind a candidate? That, that's, that's the other question I want to see how it's answered. Are we
1: going to have a 2022.0 where we have Biden back in the mix because he – I think a lot of people are asking, you know, is he going to run or not? I think there's a lot in the party that don't want him to, Mara. Is he going to say, well, if Trump's in, I'm in too? Or is there discussion within the Democratic Party saying, who's our best person to put forward?
2: So the Democrats have a have a challenge right now, right? Yeah. They have a sitting president. They have a sitting president that is asserting that he's going to run again. So to some degree, there's it a, didn't have a, there's wipeout a midterm. social contract. Well, and he one, he could argue that he's doing mm-hmm. well, and yeah. he could argue that he's passed all these agenda items. Mm-hmm. But he... I I can't imagine many people if they Peel back and tell you the truth. Think he's the right candidate, right? right. So they have a political, r- a real political conundrum, um, and I here's why I think Biden's asserting that, and it is because people are looking at the bench, and there's no one really excited. That was my question. My
0: question was going to be who's who's the bench if it's not Biden,
2: right? I mean, they need to look for, uh, you know, when when in doubt, look for Newsom's like pick me, pick me. He Ugh. totally is, and that's where one goes. When in doubt, you go to the gubernatorial race. Is it because he's but, young
0: uh, has good hair? You
2: know, I mean, he does I mean, have good Kamala's hair. Kamala's going to want
1: in on it.
0: Kamala's yeah.
2: going to want to go in, but we haven't seen... She, she's been a very different VP than I think everyone thought she was going to be. Yeah. She's almost non-existent. So I think the Democrats, in some ways... So we just outlined what I think is about to be a bare-knuckled primary, but kind of straightforward from the Republican side. And powerhouses battling it out. The Democrats have a different playing field (laughs) in which they're trying to see a front-runner. The other thing that... The Democrats have are some older people, and how do you get into the mix? You do have people like Pete Buttigieg, but he's got a tough record. I mean, he doesn't really have a strong history. Um, he would come out and be a personality candidate for sure. So the Democrats, interestingly enough, I believe are further along in their – deliberation, if you will, which Mm -hmm. makes them vulnerable, because you see the playing field start to informally lay out for the Republicans now. The Republicans also—here's one bright spot for the Democrats— the Republicans' ace in the hole. What has foiled Democrat after Democrat is the discipline of the Republican voter. And I think mm. this year, for the first time, you might see interparty party fighting of the kind you don't tend to see with the Democrats. I mean, excuse me, Republicans. And you might see a lack of discipline with Republican voters. I mean, usually the ace yeah. in the hole is that Democrats love big tent individualism. They love fighting. Republicans do a good job lining themselves up. And I don't know that it's going to be as easy this year for Republicans. All
1: right. It's going to be interesting. So, you know, and can Biden of- run is my question where he doesn't have COVID pandemic, because I think the pandemic gave him an ability not to have to work as hard. And I'm not saying work, but physically he didn't have to be in as many places. A lot were, of people said that he was less. in the basement a lot, but I think that he didn't is, have to keep up with the same standard of running a marathon. I think you have,
2: that's a tremendous question. Mm-hmm. And, and it underlies all of us. Every one of us would say, can he do this? What's remarkable about that question is, on paper, he's arguably the most successful defender of the White House we have had in two decades. And yet, the the midterms were just two weeks ago, and yet we're all still like, "Mm, you think Biden can do this? That existence of both success and doubt is troubling for Biden. He had
0: a reputation for gaffes. Uh, In his political career, his whole life, but they've gotten, I think they're more frequent now. And I think there's, there's more of it. I I don't know that cognitively, I don't know that he's going to be to be on his game. And I'll tell you what, so remember when Bloomberg got into the Democrat primary race a little late? Right. I I was amazed at how unprepared he was to stand on that stage with the with the Democrat candidates for president that had been doing it for a while. He looked so out of like he, he right. had this strategy that I'm gonna parachute in, I'm gonna come in late, and I'm gonna run the tape. Yeah, and what you saw from him, or at least what I thought I saw, was a candidate that was wholly unprepared and got into that, that debate stage and looked like the brand new guy that wasn't ready. And I think it's very hard that, that, that presidential campaign cycle is tremendously difficult. It's harder than people it's think. It's physically draining yeah. for any person. Now, I'd so be exhausted like doing it at my age. Yeah, Bloomberg could not get up to speed fast enough to but, actually be a good candidate, and he didn't have it. So I just look at Biden, and I think that's going to be pretty tough.
2: There's no way you can assert that and not assert the exact same thing for Donald Trump, though. Yeah,
0: well, I I don't, I don't know that, I think if you listen, if you had a conversation with either one of them without thinking politics, I think one's sharper than the other, no, but I do think In any category, exhausting.
2: those two have the same problems with cognitive
0: they're around the same age so you for age age purposes yes but i think i think trump's sharper than biden right now all right
1: well right now while we're going to be talking about this I just don't
0: like what he says (laughs) okay you know biden keeps saying we're gonna we're gonna defend taiwan and go to war with china right you You know he keeps saying that off the air and he has to keep walking that back
1: clip to clip in our spare time all right they both need a filter. All right. The Democratic Party, as we know right now, is retaining power in the Senate. Republicans have crossed that 218 threshold for the House. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if this was a surprise or not, has um, called it a career. She's stepping away from House leadership, though I think that she's still coin- going to be the Speaker of the House, just in shadow form. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um
0: they have their elections or what? I don't know. Yeah,
1: but I feel like even after the elections, she said that she wants to kind of be there to train and mold and do. So I kind of think she'll still <laughs> be the...
0: It's 174 a year in full bennies. She's going to sit around and enjoy it while she can. She's 80. What's she going to do now? She kind of made her... Bed.
1: Retirement's nice, I've heard. I don't know. I like
0: it from so, politics.
1: So, I mean, I thought it,
2: I, she's been in a key position. She's been pivotal for Fifteen plus
1: years. She's been a um, strong nutcracker for the Democratic Party.
2: Yeah, she's not going to run a shadow government. Uh, the caucus is settled. Um, a I think you. Fifty-two year
0: old guy. You don't it? think
2: she'll be like a side leader? Kinda, no, not at all. No? I think she'll be a wise. I mean, I'm one. I'm going to give power to women here. She's going to be a wise support system. I think women have the ability to step and become. I mean, I think there there needs to be wisdom. She's eighty-two. The number two is eighty. <laughs> (laughs) The number three is 80, and they've all said... So term limits are not working out very well. (laughs) So they've all said they're going to step aside, and I do think that the Democrats are going to find themselves not having two power bases, but in fact wisdom and new people in power and you've already seen a front runner step up he's a new yorker he is diverse he would be the first blacks you know yeah leader. i heard
0: on on just just on resume but not on pol- obviously the politics are going to be different than mine but i've heard that he's it's his to lose that he's the yeah. he's the guy that's gonna go ahead and be speaker
1: yeah so we'll and be so watching i that. think it
2: was a it was an apt um And I think she's at a place in her career where she could be supportive. I don't think she's going to be destructive. I don't think, and and Greg knows this firsthand. Um, When you've led well, or, you know, your version of well, particularly in a caucus setting. Mm -hmm. Caucuses are unique, and I think that she has left it all on the mat. I think she's done enough that she could step back and play And this is probably a best
0: case scenario for her in terms of not, I mean, this is the the thinnest margin of a majority that any party's had in control of the House of Representatives. And so they thought, there was a time where they thought that the Democrats going to get drubbed. It was going to be a huge 30 30 seat advantage, 40 seat advantage. It's six. It's six seats. Um, That's not a a bad showing for Democrats in the midterms for the House. And so I think she can take some uh, pride in that. And uh, if you're going to find an exit that's probably when.
2: the way to do it. And, yeah. and the Democrats will be well suited to come into what is bound to be round after round of negotiation with a fresh team. Yes. I mean, these guys who have given service, one can argue they're too old, one can argue we need ideas. But the flip side of that is they've been giving hard service for a lot of years. Yep. And I think, that, I think this is going to end up, back to the prior discussion about sort of where the Democrats are on a presidential year, I think the set of circumstances that have um, allowed Nancy Pelosi to feel like she can move is going to be the biggest energizer um, to Democrats that they've been able to to muster in a
1: while and it's going to be hard on republicans not to be able to run ads just like blaming nancy pelosi for everything so i guess yeah, it, that's true. it's going to be interesting <laughs> and different there so
0: i know we gotta get this name idea this new speaker up Hakeem, I, I don't even know his Hakeem name Jefferies. off the top Hakeem of my Jefferies. head Jefferies. Hakeem Jefferies. Jefferies. okay yeah. i gotta start demonizing so, him so right we'll away be watching
1: they that the big that. question <laughs> is what republicans will do with um their power now that they do control even if it's a small control um of the house and they're already coming out and I'm at the point where it just feels like this is what government does now is investigate. But they've already come out, uh, Republican leaders saying that they will investigate the origins of COVID. Um, Fauci as well, his actions during the pandemic. And Biden's son, Hunter, and his business dealings with China, which if you can remember way back when uh, when we were having the impeachment trial of President Donald Trump, it had a lot to do with the fact that he was trying to get Ukraine to talk to them about maybe – what was involved there so it sounds like we are going to be reopening that book up. um is this a good thing a bad thing where do we stand
0: i think there's a lot of questions that want to be answered or that need to be answered um I, I don't think the democrats themselves are against investigations for investigations purposes i mean they're they're announcing a special prosecutor to look into trump some more so they they just don't like it when democrats are investigated so i, I just think the political climate is I, I do think that, that COVID, its origin um, what do they call it strength of uh, gain of gain of function uh, and how that, yeah. that, how that research happened um, there's just a lot of questions out there and we li- we've lived through a lot and I think that uh, I think they are I think they rise to the level of being understood better and having and having them investigated so. And for any Democrat that says, well, here we go again. Well, if you don't like it, then quit investigating Trump every single day and let's call a truce. But they don't. So I I, I think that's a that's an old, tired uh, route. I think the things that the House are looking at looking or looking at, I think are things deserving of scrutiny.
1: Is there anything they're going to do to take on and maybe try to change the agenda and what President Biden is hoping to do in the next two years? Or is it all going to be investigations?
0: I, I think they played – I think inherently you play the – the best you can do right now is at least just play defense. I think when you control the house, if there's a lot of spending bills or there were some uh, agendas in terms of climate and things like that, if you don't think it's responsible uh, policy, you can, you can hold – keep it from happening if you control the house. I think you're playing defense – for The Republicans in mm. the House, but I'd like
1: to see some negotiations. I know, sitting I, I, down I, I, and th- I talking. think though that you
0: have to be you can't just be a party of no. I, I, will, I will say that I think you have to be a party of ideas or you have to explain. Um, it's like when Schumer came out this week and talked about immigration, I would have loved for Republicans to come out earlier than that and say, Hey, we do have to fix some things here, we have some damage that a, that a broken immigration system has caused. Here's our plan. And I would have liked to have heard the Republicans, especially knowing they were going to take the House, be out in front of that message and not just reacting to Schumer, which is what they're doing. So
1: Um, where do you think Republicans have any headway or is this just going to be, as Greg said, maybe time to play defense?
2: From the left side of the aisle, if you're just talking about how I viewed the strategy of leading with an agenda of sort of investigations, I'm like, Hizzah. because if this is where they want to spend their energy, it's a bad lead up to a presidential race. Um, now, both sides do it. I'm not, you know, and but what I would have, what it would have been smarter strategically is you just finished a midterm mm-hmm. which you won and you came out with a here's the here's the care and feeding that these you know democratic chumps aren't doing for you that we care about you should have come out with your legislative agenda it should have been about people and then later absolutely everyone expected there there's a branch of both parties that are going to spend their time now on investigations and theories and concerns. Um, Some are warranted, some aren't. Some are warranted on both sides, some aren't warranted on both sides. But I think it was a major gaffe that the Republicans come out and lead with this. I think they should have... I understand that it was inevitable that it was going to happen, but... The presidential election really needs the Republican House to be on message of doing right by the average person. So there are two main people that Republicans, or bodies of people, the the Republicans are making some headway on, and that is the Latino community and what would have been traditional blue-collar Democrats. And they've made some headway there. And this kind of malarkey, as my friend Joe would say, (laughs) is
1: not how to get the job done. So I I like it because I think it was a strategic gaffe. So if you were in charge and saying, all right, guys, this is what my strategy for would you be, would you say, let's talk inflation? Would you go immigration? Yeah, I mean, they had an
2: entire agenda during the entire midterms. So take your pick. If you want to go sort of... You know, uh, firebrand. You guys have perfected the firebrands of immigration. I got a whole of stuff. There's a ton of firebrand stuff that actually happened all during the midterms. Yeah. But that got disposed of, and we're talking about Hunter Biden. I mean, like, well, that is, is. so. he is. If that guy's lame. name was
0: Trump, this would. Nobody be here's talking the thing, about Rick, him in past tense behind bars. There is if that was not a tr- that voter. A Trump son that there we were is not
2: about. one voter in America that's Maybe. like, you know but, what? But I'm, my agenda is voted on the Hunter
1: Biden Man,
0: he's very cozy. My with next these president other is not but.
1: going to have adult children. <laughs> they're going to be small, so they can't like have business dealings. Yeah. And if they are, they're working at Chick Fil A, yeah. and they really can't.
0: I, I, I right. th- t- tomorrow. Let me just say what I think. I'd love to see them. I, I think that the Republican Party has a unique opportunity because I think there's a populist wing to the party now that I thought came with Trump, where we've made headway with Hispanic voters, with blue collar Democrats, with the every, I would call them the working Joe's, working Janes, everyday people. What I don't think falls neatly into a, 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 a party uh, platform, but I think the Republicans can really embrace, because I think Democrats have pulled away from this space, is I would talk about public safety. I would talk about it's not it shouldn't be a partisan issue, but it, if it is, we'll take it. We believe in public safety, and we are not prepared to demonize law enforcement. We believe that there ought to be a border, and a border that's enforced, and we want to fix the problems that have come from not having a border, but we're going to go ahead and enforce that. And we don't like the drug cartels with their fentanyl and all the drugs that they're bringing over over the border, as well as the human trafficking. We're going to go ahead and fight them, too.
2: Right, but if And not- I don't know
0: that even chemical castration of children is should be a number one or two or three or four or a millionth issue that we should be talking about with our kids. So let's go ahead and protect kids. Let's go ahead and, 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 and <laughs> enjoy public safety. And let's get on with these common sense issues that... Leave people's head scratching their heads. And
2: what happened with the midterm cycle is we reverted back to Democrats. Finally, did a better job talking, I believe, to you know, normal, midstream, mainstream Americans. <laughs> and again, it got reinforced by the agenda that the Democrats, I mean, the Republicans, brought to the table. I- the first day that they had the majority, again, I, I thought this was I, great news. Republicans, great I think, news. are going
1: to need to learn to talk to a younger audience as well, because I think Democrats really benefited so from a messages. younger generation. I heard that it seems. the eighteen
0: to thirty five year old Democrat demographic came out very strong for Democrat candidates in this race, but then I heard this week that that was actually a narrative that wasn't actually true. Do we know for sure that whether because that, it makes sense in terms of the way the elections came out, that would make sense to me. But someone said that that's a. That's the stuff a, that's that, a, that I saw is that that's both a are true. The, tale. the
2: data I saw was that in pivotal areas what made the difference between an expected Republican win that flopped to a Democrat mm-hmm. win was the youth vote. I don't think the youth uniformly came out like okay. they did for Obama, for example. Okay. I mean, right. You, you, right? And so I, where I did the same because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm seeing actually the voter turnout was low, including voter turnout under 25. That's what and I've so seen too, and I, but I've been
0: told different. I and- think
2: the differentiator was – Why didn't the Republicans do as well as they thought they would in some seats? And I think the answer to that question
0: was under 25. That makes sense.
1: Well, I hope that um, both Republicans and Democrats can take this opportunity where there's (laughs) shared power in the Senate and the House. Maybe sit down, discuss a few things, find some common ground. That's my hope. My Christmas wish list. Your, your thanks. We're we're at Thanksgiving. That could be your Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh yeah. So my
2: Thanksgiving <laughs> wish. Do you get wishes for Thanksgiving? We do. If you get the, the bone. three of us do. We do. We do. Yeah, I believe that we do. <laughs> I wish I'm going to. Um, now remember, born like from Denver, so I can claim this territory. Uh, Denver Broncos are playing the. Their arch rivals, um, mm. the Raiders, and the only good news the Broncos have, are that the Raiders are the only team in their division that are doing worse. So yeah. I, I am rather hopeful we have sunny side seats, and I'm
1: rather hopeful that the Broncos could be. I picked up the, the uh, I picked mm. up the
0: Broncos kicker. I need a kicker for my oh, fantasy okay. team, so I'm cheering. Oh, I thought for you meant you kicker. picked him
1: up, like you yeah. needed a ride. To no, play on some my team, like I need <laughs> my, my kicker had a buy
0: this week, so I had to get a I had to get a kicker. So McManus? I'm cheering for okay. McMass. I need him very good. Yeah. I need him I'll to uh, kick a hundred field goals. Not, I don't need extra points. I need right. field goals. My family
1: and I will be there. We will be. Is the game in Colorado or is it on Raiders
2: home turf? Nope, it's in Colorado. We're gonna be home for Thanksgiving, so we're gonna kick off the the week. Very
1: with the, fun with the Broncos game. Nice. Very good. And um, I assume you're doing all the cooking at your house, Greg. <laughs> you <laughs> Greg loves I, to cook.
0: Why do you say it with such sarcasm? What I'm about me says I don't cook? What's your specialty? It's that you absolutely do? true. Do you I don't cook no. anything. I I do Christmas morning made-to-order omelets. Nice. And okay. They're the best omelets you've ever eaten. But I make I I do made-to-order omelets. That is my that is the beginning, middle, and end of my cooking uh, expertise. All right, or well, prowess. what's your
1: Thanksgiving? What is my Thanksgiving? Uh, Going to my mom's, I actually have Thanksgiving off, and I have half my siblings that live in the state and half out, and so my sisters are here, we'll hang out.
0: Do you cook, or, or does board your games. mother prepare uh,
1: She cooks the turkey. They don't really like vegans helping out with that, <laughs> so I'm in charge of the Brussels sprouts. I make a really mean, spicy, sweet potato salad with jalapeno sauce on it. Very good. And I don't like cranberry sauce, so I um, take the painstaking um, task of getting pomegranate seeds already, and it always looks like a murder. In my kitchen. <laughs> Do you ever, like when you peel pomegranates, yes. I've tried all the tricks from Instagram and everything else. It always looks like a murder scene. So, anyhow, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, thanks for being with us. Think of something to be thankful for. You'll miss us next week and then you'll really be you thankful for us. So <laughs> but We just gave you
0: everything that's going to happen politically, everything that did happen politically. You can come back and it's a ready reference mm-hmm. for, yes. your, for your uh, family. uh Table discussions. Yeah,
1: maybe play this podcast before dinner so you can discuss it during dinner. I know we're
2: wrapping up, but I'm just going to give you one fun fact for our
1: listeners Oh, I love fun facts.
2: Um, (laughs) You know how you tell the difference between a male and a female turkey?
0: No.
1: Uncross their legs? (laughs) That's a good (laughs) one. (laughs) No. One
2: has spiral poop and the other one has straight. So please Google that. Oh, this is real? I'm just telling you. That's horrible. I'm just telling you. There's poopins with turkeys. You're welcome for your. So this is a real turkey trivia. Fact? This is a real turkey fact but from in fact the zoo director. So
0: there's oh, yeah, but there's when my- you buy a turkey you don't have any evidence of this either way.
2: I'm not saying you're looking this is for, for a male or turkey. female ma- turkeys. Oh. I'm just, it was a generalized turkey fact you can bring to the family table. Wow, okay.
0: Actually, I'm going to use that Do one. that
2: instead of if talking about there is about a turkey, Trump.
1: there's been a lot of them slaughtered. They call it choline when they have to kill them here in yeah. Utah. So it's been a bad year for turkey farmers. So our thoughts are with them because mm-hmm. that sucks. All right, that was a really sad
0: way. Poop and so, turkey. happy Thanksgiving. We've got <laughs> we we've got the, the way they go ago. the bathroom, and then we have that. There's not a lot of them anyway to kill All for right. your holiday season.
1: Well, whatever you do with your family, friends, or otherwise, we hope you enjoy the day. Thanks for being with us. Give us a like because we know you love us. Thanks for Please joining do. us, and have a great week. Debris. Are you vegan because you details. feel sorry
0: for animals, or is it a health thing?
1: Um, This thing won't stop, so it's still recording. Hang on. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with this? Thing?